All right, now, I'm not sure what I'm going to call this one, but this one is going to be a doozy. I probably should have written my ideas down so I have some type of sequential order of how I want to organize my thoughts, but I'm going to do this off the cuff like I do everything that I do and just give it to y'all straight up how I'm motherfucking feeling it. Are you ready? Hold on to your weeds. So, look, we all have toxic traits about us. Sometimes we're aware of them, sometimes we're not. We all have friends. Some friends are flat out toxic through and through, and other friends, there's a duality in their, in their, in their morals, there's a duality in their character. And with that duality, sometimes it's very much so necessary for you to find out and sift out the toxic traits that they have that they may not even be cognizant of. Matter of fact, I don't think most people are cognizant of the toxic traits, but I digress. You know, when you choose to keep someone around you who you know has a little bit of toxicity around them, there's clearly something that you're getting out of it. It could be a good friend who has some toxic traits. And if you're still willing to make the executive decision to keep that friend in your life, you're going to have to do some self-diagnosing, and you're going to have to do some diagnosing of that motherfucker as well and develop protective mechanisms in order to keep them from stealing your joy, from stealing your energy, and fucking up your vibe. Because, you know, these motherfuckers these days will try their best to steal your joy. And when you tell them, no, joy is going to come in the morning, the motherfucker will take the damn sun out the sky. I swear to God, I ain't playing. I ain't playing. So, look, I got this friend, right? And... Smart as a whip, probably one of the most intelligent people that you will ever meet. And he is fun to be around, and he can be very, very, very generous, and 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 he can be a very caring, sweet person. But like I said, there's a duality. On the flip side, he's very, very critical. He has control issues, and. He does not like to take accountability for something that he does not deem as being his fault. He does. He likes to be right. He does not like being wrong. And he's the type of person who doesn't like being wrong to the point where if he sees a way out of a situation, he's going to take that out. Even if, even if he's partially responsible, if, you're, if you don't have receipts, and if he sees a way out of taking accountability or ownership for the perceived wrongdoing, he's going to take that out. And not only will he take that out, he's the type of person that will poke you and prod you and egg you on and stir the pot. And when you confront him and try to hold him accountable for those actions, he will twist and turn and turn your words against you and make it seem as if you don't know what you're talking about, you're dumb as hell, how dare you even offend him by suggesting that, even though he's clearly poking the bear. You know, he's the type of person that will ask you to give him receipts for situations. He plays games of semantics. Like, he'll say something like, I mean what I say and I say what I mean. But the actions will let's still be in alignment with that. But he doesn't see that. 
for the life of me, I can't understand why you would talk bad about someone and then have them in your face. Or say someone did wrong to you and have them in your face. Or say you don't want someone over, but then they're there. So it's like you're saying one thing, but your actions are saying the complete opposite. So how therein is it possible for you to mean what you say and say what you mean? You see what I mean? Or he'll do things vaguely. He'll, 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 he'll paint certain decisions with a broad stroke, leaving room for interpretation. And when you fail to interpret things that, the way that he would have interpreted it, he's going to ask you what's wrong and call your moral compass into question. Those are just a few examples of, of the type of person that I'm dealing with. Back to the semantics. Like, unless you, okay, he'll do something, right? And he'll say, well, I didn't say that with my words. My words didn't say that. He may elude the something that you did. He may either halfway tell your business or, 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 or on the sneak tip indirectly tell your business. But because he didn't directly say the words out of your mouth about what your business was, he'll play that game of semantics and say, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Fuck if I alluded to it. I didn't say it. So, you know, I, I recognize these things about this person. And while I don't like it, that isn't his designated norm all the time. So I'm able to accept it, accept it as being a part of him, and course correct when it comes to my feelings and the emotional strings that he's able to pull from me. Because you, you can't change a person. You can try to highlight or, or, or put a magnifying glass on certain traits that they may not be aware of or certain behaviors that they may have, but the moment they reject those notions, you can't do anything about it. You then have to decide, is this someone you want to keep in your life? Can you deal with these negative traits? And if you're going to make the decision to keep them around, what protective mechanisms can you put in place to keep your energy intact? That's, that, that, there we are right there. What protective mechanisms can you put in place to prevent toxic people you keep the you choose to keep around you from causing you to act out of character or act in a way that you're not that you're not proud of. First, we're going to have to start with diagnosing them. Look, you you got you ain't got not man license. You ain't got no school and no degree. But sometimes we got to psychoanalyze motherfuckers, okay? Whether they want to accept the diagnosis or not. And it's not about them, it's about you protecting your energy, right? So, first of all, you're going to have to understand that frustration and anger does not have to automatically mean or cause you to raise your voice. Raising your voice and being loud is going to automatically put whoever you have a disagreement with in in defense mode and they're automatically not going to listen to anything that you have to say. They're not. They're not going to be receptive to it. And that's very difficult because for me, growing up, everything that I did wrong, I got the response of someone yelling at me for. So it's difficult. So anytime that I'm agitated or aggravated or even emphatic, my pitch, my, my, my tone, my, my, my volume, I automatically start talking in caps lock, and it just escalates whatever situation I'm in. 
So I'm having to learn how to take a breather and calm myself down, right? All right, amen, amen. Secondly, you have to figure out the mind games. You have to figure out the games that people play. You have to say to yourself, ah, 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 he's doing that thing again. He's doing that thing. Recognize the things. Recognize the actual mind games. Recognize the, 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 the go-to tactics that people will use to strong-arm you into saying that you're wrong, to strong-arm you into being in agreement with them. Recognize those tactics. And in your mind, already arrest, arrest the thought of giving in and submitting. When you know someone is trying to manipulate you into saying something that you don't want to say or taking responsibility for something you know you didn't do, you have to recognize those tactics and stop it dead in its tracks. Before you can even, before you say, I'm sorry, stop yourself, think about it. What did you actually do wrong? Are you really sorry about something? Do you, do you feel like you should be at fault for this? And if it's not genuine, don't say it. If it's not genuine, don't do it. If it's not genuine, don't apologize. If it's not genuine, don't take ownership of it, okay? And what you do instead is you tell them, why I do not agree that this is my fault, why I do not agree that, 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 that I should be taking ownership of this situation, I am sorry for how I may have made you feel. I am sorry for whatever feelings I have brought out of you, for whatever feelings this situation has caused you to feel, because that wasn't my intention. I will never consciously hurt you or be malicious. That's how you turn that situation around. That way you recognize the fact that they're hurt or upset, but at the same time, you're not taking fault. You're not taking blame where the blame shouldn't be on you. Because if you take that blame, then going into the next altercation, the next situation, this is going to be now a reference point. This is going to be now a part of your character because you weren't being honest with yourself and you weren't being honest with them, and you were afraid to rock the boat. Baby, sometimes you got to rock the boat. Sometimes you have to rock the boat and teach people how to treat you. Sometimes you got to rock that motherfucking boat in order to stand your ground. Now, I'm not saying be combative all the damn time, but what I'm saying is when you know it's in your spirit, when you know in your soul, when you know you sleep well at night, you stand your ground. And you say exactly what I said. I apologize for the feelings that I made you feel. I apologize for for, 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 for my actions. If they made me seem like I was being malicious or hateful or sneaky, that wasn't my intent. I would never consciously hurt you. And I apologize for that hurt, but I'm not taking ownership. I don't agree with your synopsis. I don't agree with your analyzing of the situation at hand, and we're at an impasse, and we can agree to disagree about this. That's how you handle it. That's how you have to handle it, and, it's, again, it's, it's hard to do that. It's very difficult to do that in the heat of a moment, and if you have to step away from the situation, calm down, and come back to it, you do that. You know, I, I realize with me, um, in the heat of a moment, it can be difficult for me to see the other person's perspective. It can be difficult for me to step out of my, stop, stop operating in my offense. So I have to step away, reflect, think about the relationship as a whole, and think about what, la- what lasting impressions do I have, the pro- 
what lasting impressions do you want the person to have when you walk away from the conversation? Keep that in mind. And are those impressions something that you're proud of? If the answer is no, turn around, step back with a calmer voice, and you say exactly what I said. I apologize if I made you feel something. If I apologize if I've hurt you, I apologize for whatever pain that I'm causing you. I apologize for that. I don't want to consciously and intentionally hurt you. I don't. But I don't agree with your analysis. We're at an impasse. I'm going to keep repeating that because that's going to be a good tool for de-escalation, a good tool to allow you to to, 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 to mediate a situation without feeling bamboozled. Have you ever had an argument and you feel bamboozled afterwards? You feel like you caved in? You feel like you 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 you, you gave a motherfucker an answer, they took the whole goddamn ruler and beat you across the head with it? That doesn't feel good, right? So this way you're able to recognize their feelings, you're able to keep your own sanity, keep your own mental energy, keep your own mind intact, and walk away feeling like, okay, Bitch, I stood my ground, we don't agree, and we're good. You know what I mean? I know there was a lot of rambling. I, I know I probably could have been more precise and used more precision in my words, but hopefully this wasn't too scattered and you're able to appreciate, receive what it was I was saying. And, you know, maybe you can go home now and do some homework and do some some, some filtering of your friends and see, okay, well, what friends do I have that exhibits these types of traits and whatnot? And try your best to keep your energy because you're responsible for how you react to situations. Okay? You're responsible for that. And we all have to make sure that we protect our mental health and we observe and recognize toxic behaviors and course correct accordingly. Even if it's ourselves. We've got to be able to recognize our own biases, our own toxic traits, and recognize others as well, and make the necessary steps to protect your energy and your mental health. All right, and on that note, I'm going to be signing the fuck off again. Gave y'all a little bit of nugget, something else for y'all holding to nibble on. Bye.